0: Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Spin Class, Talking Politics. Your host Michael Fragan and Phil Goldfeder here on the Nachum Siegel Network, nachumsegal.com, and around the world on Arut Sheva, Israel National News radio. And Phil, this is 2017 election preview. I know that a lot of people out there, based on voting patterns, only think that there are elections every four years, but actually there are general elections every year. There's a lot at stake in a lot of different places. I mean, not, this is the off year, so there's only two big gubernatorial uh, only two governor's races uh, in Virginia and New Jersey. We're going to get to that in a little bit. A lot of local races, state, particularly those important to the Jewish community, important here in New York, town races, county legislatures all over the place. And local politics is really just every bit as important as national politics. Uh, you know, as we both know, being uh, more uh, you know state and local elected officials, how important that layer of government can be. So uh, welcome to the 2017 election preview, and uh, hopefully we're going to get through a lot of it. But first and foremost, uh, you wanted to say something, we got to talk actually top of the news as to what's going on. So take it away.
1: Yeah, no, it's it's you know, once again, New York City is at the center of, uh, is the, is the number one target, is at the center of, of- sort of the, the latest terrorist story where we're seeing just a, another unfortunate car attack we've seen them a lot in Europe over the last few months over the last couple of years and this is the first this is the first terrorist um killing in New York City since 911 yeah. it really is I mean yesterday not was, for lack of trying there were that's we don't right. wanted to right but I, I, I mean look and, and the reason this was only eight people and, and maybe over a dozen, just a dozen injured, it could have been so much worse. I mean, if you give a tremendous amount of credit to the NYPD, I mean, we usually give them the credit when they are, we've heard over the years when they're preventing attacks and preventing um, uh, sort of issues in New York City. And, and yesterday, I'm, I'm, I'm quite confident, you know, the story that the efforts of the NYPD sort of prevented additional, but it's just a terrible day. I mean, a really, really a sad day. And a, a day, I think, especially after an attack like this, where everybody should find ways to come together. And, and, and I think that's the message um, that you and I should should try and, and perpetuate. I, I don't even want to get into sort of responses or respond to other people. You know, sort of over the course of today, we've seen sort of a bit of politics. And I, I'd ask, and I, I, I think you'd agree, I don't even want to get into it. I, I don't want to talk about the tweets. I don't want to talk about anything because I don't think it's important. I yeah, think- I
0: think there was a lot of emotion out there. Um you know, if I had to psychoanalyze, if there was such a, a way to psychoanalyze uh, the president and the administration, and the, and the funny thing is, of course, that the president makes a – talks about the fact that he wants uh, this guy to go to Guantanamo. He doesn't want to try him in court, and, and you, you're wondering if the rest of the federal government is taking their cue from that. Of course, they have a press conference later in the day, and they make it pretty clear that they're going to charge him in New York federal court, and the acting uh, – U.S. attorney is there. But then they asked Sarah Huckabee Sanders during the White House press briefing and said, you know, um, they said, well, uh, what, did the, what did the president mean when he said that the U.S. justice system is a joke and it's the stock?'" And she said, well, he didn't say that. Uh, okay. Well, maybe he, probably he didn't mean it. I, I don't know, truthfully, sometimes what the president's thinking. I'm not trying to think what he's thinking. I just, I agree with you. I mean, I, I don't know. Maybe going after Chuck Schumer with tweets was kind of a knee-jerk reaction. Uh, he, he's frustrated about immigration. He's frustrated about things he can't get done. He's frustrated that there was a terrorist attack here on U.S. soil by clearly an Islamic terrorist or what seems to be an Islamic terrorist here and that it was on his watch because, you know, as he said in the past, right, 9-11 happened on George W. Bush's watch. He didn't keep us safe. Um, and if, you know, the president is saying, well, I, my, I'm, I'm there. I'm going to keep you safe. Um, perhaps he's reacting to that. But yeah, I agree. It's not really a time for politics. Uh, you know, we did even see Mayor de Blasio and Governor Cuomo coming together, actually standing together. I think a rare, a rare occurrence, patting each other on the back and even giving some praise to each other. Uh, so hopefully, if they can come together, everybody else can as well.
1: The New York Press Corps was commenting today how it, it, it's strange that it is a story that the mayor and the governor are somehow working together. And that is actually a story here in New York City. I will say I noticed John McCain's statement today that we should treat... we. We don't need to Mirandize, uh the terrorist. We can treat him like an enemy of uh, an enemy combatant. enemy combatant. And I actually like, you know, I agree with that. Oh,
0: I don't mind. By the way, I don't, I don't mind you know, locking the guy up and throwing away the key or whatever the punishment it is for He clearly seems to uh, have this clearly seems to be premeditated, preplanned. Uh, he certainly was inspired, at least from what we've read. We don't know everything by ISIS, and that's it. But you know. Calling somebody an enemy combatant actually has legal ramifications. It actually takes it out of the court system. So you want to have a, stru- a tug of war over that. Uh, the enemy combatant then gets tried, I think, in the military justice system. There's a, there are some issues to do. I, you know, I just think, look, no matter what, we still have we're still a great country because we have a rule of law and we have a justice system. And despite the fact that the justice system might be slow and tedious and imperfect in many ways, it's still. What we have, and it's still uh, so. I I have to say, as you said, uh, really an incredible uh, debt of gratitude to the NYPD and to others in the law enforcement community for really uh, number one neutralizing this this uh, this animal. I I'll, I'll use that. But also for tracking down very very quickly um, a uh, second suspect and then really going um, and getting a lot of electronic data. Supposedly, we'll see. I, I obviously this investigation is gonna is gonna go potentially far and wide, and uh, we'll see where it leads.
1: Yeah, I know, it's a it's a very sad day. And so, just to, to shift for a moment before we get dig into to local politics, I know what we've all been waiting for: tax reform is uh, expected. Yes. yes, tax it, well, it's expect- cuts. I think tax cuts. The president prefer we if. Since a memo, we prefer if we call it tax cuts because it's it's less confusing to the American people. Tax cuts. We don't really know what to expect. I think there's been a a tremendous debate, and you and I have discussed this before, about what this is going to mean to New Yorkers. Right? We talk about the interest we pay, our mortgage interest that, we, that we're that currently deducting, our state and local taxes, what is known as SALT, which we are currently deducting to New Yorkers. That is significant. Big numbers. Huge, huge numbers. And, and unfortunately, only mostly in blue states. And so you're seeing a big push. And, and it's funny because like most things, I mean, I... I assumed state and local taxes was a huge deal. um, And that, you know, it's going to be a negotiating position. And and eventually, though, I I didn't really worry. I mean, I went into this process when when it was when it was announced thinking like, eh, that's one of those big things that always gets worked out and I'm not going to get all worked up about it. But as the process has gone on, I realized more and more this is a real possibility, real possibility. I I was actually with Congressman King earlier in the week.
0: Uh, That's Pete King. And he was Discussing how this is essentially a giveaway for you're basically giving a tax cut to a lot of the country and having New Yorkers and others pay for it. Californians, um, you know, high it's a, tax. It's, it's a blue to pay state to red state giveaway. But the amazing thing is the tax burden in many of those states is actually, it's not just state and local taxes. Overall, the tax burden is much less because they have much less in the way of services, et cetera. So it's. Um, and they actually have a lot more federal government subsidies so, on, on on in in many of those in many of those states.
1: Big announcement tonight. Next week's show is coming to you from Florida. <laughs> As Michael and I flee New York State. Are we ready for
0: retirement? That's the big question. So <laughs> not quite yet. Uh, not quite yet. Not quite yet. Well, now that you uh, you know now that you are a uh, you know federal banking uh, executive, you know you can really go anywhere. You know now you're not being tied down to one of those uh, colleges with bricks and mortar or that 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 you had you know kind of one of those virtual those virtual banking
1: guys well i uh, i expect that you take that conversation up with my wife and uh, as we figure out our future plans but
0: uh well, okay uh, there's no question states like florida and texas and south carolina these states are going to benefit tremendously they already have benefited i mean if you think about it and look it's undeniable uh, you, you served as we know in the new york state assembly uh the and you're aware of the problems in upstate New York or any place north of Orange County, the incredible population drain that has come about of New Yorkers moving to other lower tax states because. Upstate, you just don't have the same level of jobs that you have, a jobs opportunity. And if you're going to live, if all things being equal, not being tied, you might as well go to a state with lower taxes where the cost of living is significantly lower. If you can get an equally paying job in North Carolina, in South Carolina, in, in Florida, in some of these states that don't have a high tax burden, you might as well move there.
1: And so think about, and I want I want people to think about what this means, right? And, and for those who are paying a little bit of attention when their accountants are doing their taxes, and especially those who do their own, you're, there's It's a pretty big deduction when you talk about your mortgage interest. I mean, anybody who owns a home or owns property. I think that one's staying. I think mortgage, mortgage interest has so, too many, has
0: too big a constituency out there.
1: Yeah, but but and, but and again, your local taxes. Again, in New York State, in New York City, we are paying a tremendous amount of taxes. I mean, I mean, I guess that's tremendous. the next push—a a huge amount. And so I think there may be, if this goes through. By the way, and I'm not in the state legislature anymore, but it's an interesting question for my colleagues in the legislature and for Governor Cuomo. Are we going to find ways to lower state taxes? I mean, are there going to be new federal programs to be able to draw down money to lower state taxes? I mean, that's going to be a real issue for for all New Yorkers and from other other blue states who are going to be affected with this. And so I think this is a real, real issue. I'm, I'm eager to see what the tax plan holds. And obviously, this is not the end of the conversation. It's going to be a, a process that, that's going to try and hopefully play out over the next two months. But if the president doesn't get his way and things move at the pace we've seen them, this actually could play out well into the new year. So, Phil, I want to segue into our
0: election preview, uh, and we'll, I guess, first preview the New York City mayoral race, but I want to do that first by talking about what's possibly, from my point of view, the most sensational testimony that we have seen in much, I and I followed some of the trials, some of the corruption trials. All right, now, this is not a Politician's corruption trial. This is the a this is a union leader's corruption trial. When I talk about the the Norman Seabrook trial, but you have on the stand uh, Jonah Rechnitz, uh, man, I I don't know, um, but a you know, member of the Jewish community, uh, and he has kind of. Brought to light some of the really semier sides of politics here, uh, in a sense. And he's, you know, the the funny thing is, that, yeah, the mayor wants to call him a liar. We'll just take it out there. He's lying about all these things. He's lying about having bribed the mayor and having spoken to him and done favors for people based on his relationship with the mayor and speaking to the mayor all the time. But the one thing that I find amazing here is that the federal government charged this Jonah Rachnitz with bribing Mayor De Blasio. He pled guilty to bribing their mayor. They put him on the stand to say that the, he bribed the mayor and others in the administration to, to, to gain favors. And yet the recipient of the bribe, meaning the mayor, was not charged and they didn't find... And, you know, I look, there's always a high bar to proving something. So I don't want to say that, that, that anybody in the administration would have been convicted. But I, I will say that it is kind of funny that you can't claim a clean bill of health if the federal government basically believes that you somebody gave you a bribe and it's not as if, you know, you could just wash your hands of it and say, Hey, nothing to see here, folks. I had no idea what was going on. In fact I barely know the guy and I don't even know if I ever asked him for any money.
1: You know, Michael, you and I talk about this all the time. I, I think in, in politics it's always easier to sort of hit the story head on, right? And and sort of put out as much as you possibly can because you're seeing it Someone's gonna find it eventually. Yeah, more than that though, like it's it's almost hard to believe or, or like don't tell me what is a story and what isn't a story, right? We've seen that from from the White House uh, oh, from the yeah. White House podium. Yeah. This is not a story, or we're not you know, nobody's interested in that. Don't look over here, look over there. Exactly, right. So for the mayor's response, and, and by the way, accusations that the mayor was investigated. He was he was ultimately not indicted, and and, and I again I don't know specifically what right. the findings was, were, but he was not indicted. And he so he was not no criminal. They, they chose the both the federal
0: uh, but U.S. Attorney for the Southern District, as well as the D.A. of the Manhattan D.A. Cy Vance, both decided that they were not going to bring charges. So don't you? That's think- not the the same thing as being acquitted. of No, course. I
1: understand. But wouldn't you say if, if you're the mayor, the, the response is I was thoroughly investigated by law enforcement, and they determined that I was not. You know that there was again. I don't have. I don't know how to best say it, but that there was no wrongdoing. There's no know, good way to say it. Yeah, I don't think they they said there was no wrongdoing, but it wasn't. It wasn't criminal activity that was worthy of indictment. Okay, why can't you say that and say, look, if people want to know, I, you know, I think he's lying. The mayor could say, by the way, I think he's lying or he's he's not he's not portraying um, the story or, or the conversations the way they actually happened. He's the mayor has that right to sort of refute what is being said on the stand. But I think his best defense is the DA and the U.S. attorney who both refuse to go after and prosecute. And so I think the mayor should get up and say, instead of Saying this is no longer a story. I mean, it's just you're you're minimizing the 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 intelligence of of New Yorkers. I mean, you know, let's let's talk about the issue at hand. Say I was investigated thoroughly by the U.S. attorney; they found no reason to to pursue it. And so, yeah, this is something that that's been talked about. But if it's on the front pages and 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 it's being covered in in a, in a trial that's currently going on right now. I think the mayor owes it to the people of New York to give a response that is more than just dismissive.
0: Yeah, and he won't. And he basically said, I think at one point, well, yeah, they asked him for records, meeting records. Did you meet with Rafnitz? Did you call him? And and his response was, well, so you want everything, but you're not going to get it. I'm not necessarily going to give it to you. It's just kind of a funny response. He has had this very, as you, as you alluded to, this very tense relationship with the press, almost as tense, I'd say, as, as Trump has. I mean, they both have this strange relationship that they don't want to deal with. They don't like questions. They don't want to deal with it. They want to say what they want to say. I just think it's tough to get away from this idea: is that the Feds don't believe I did anything wrong, and the guy, and basically what you're saying is, well, the Feds put this guy on the stand, and they're and and because he's going to perjure himself because he's clearly lying about everything. I mean, the funny thing as well, of course, is that the mayor over and over, I, for the last year, his defense was, well, people may have given me money and they may have tried to bribe me, but they didn't get what they wanted out of it. And, you know, I use it. Yeah, I did. Fun, I did fundraise, but they didn't necessarily get and he promised to release a list of those who didn't get what they wanted. Of course, I, that list didn't necessarily happen. And it's not clear from Recknitz's testimony that some of the stuff that he tried to do actually happened. But it is so, I guess, unseemly and unsightly, this whole idea, you know, and money and politics obviously are, are you know, go together, but. This has just been a really, I mean, you've really seen what one bad actor, and I, I think this guy, I mean, he, you know, it just the the tales, or his own tales of his own exploits are really quite remarkable well, with, by the, way, with the
1: police and et cetera. I, think, I mean, this is this is an unsavory character. No, no, I way. think we glossed over that a bit, in that, like, number one, gener- this is the biggest <laughs> Chal the Jewish community has oh, yeah. seen in a long time, I mean... Not just what he did, but the things that he did and, and the actions. Not just that he was bribing public officials, but the way in which he did that. And right, and it was and so the open. stories about was the planes about and the hotels and the parties and all these other things. What a disgusting Hashem. Yeah, and it's just I'm you know it's an embarrassment. It's an embarrassment, and I, quite frankly, I'm 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 I wish the mayor would handle it a little bit more head on. I mean, I'm a little disappointed, especially, and I think this is a perfect segue as we go into an election season, yeah. right? Where you're on you're, you're sort of this is your job interview you want to get reelected you have a responsibility to be as as transparent with the with the new york with I was about to say the american people but but with new yorkers as possible especially a mayor who ran for office saying he was going to be the new most transparent mayor we've had in a long time i think he owed it to the to the people yeah, he's fallen
0: way short on that i mean that, there's no question about that and yeah let's discuss the mayor i mean it looks like bill de blasio will will cruise to reelection uh nicole Maelotakis, Bo bodedil sil Albanese, and various others tr- I mean, none of them are even remotely close. I think that my big question, i come back a couple of weeks ago, we, was will Nicoma Itakis uh, come out ahead of Bo Diedel? It certainly seems that she will very comfortably, <laughs> but that's not going to be good enough. I mean, you know, here you have a case where the mayor, I mean, you could make a case, and she did in the debate last night, that I, when I get elected, if, if I get elected, I'm going to take the for sale sign off of City Hall. We could find too many instances, and not just Joanette Rechnitz, of others, and that's uh, uh, trying to, and bribing and you know the cases some of them involving other from jews uh tr- getting their way with city hall because of major league donations and the mayor out there soliciting these big money donations over and over um you know there's no question when you want to be you're a progressive but at the same time you know he seems to be all about the big money um all about just raising lots of money and uh claims to be the uh Claims to be the representative of the forgotten, forgotten man, the progressive, but at the same time he seems to hobnob with the with the those who give him big money and do favors for them. It yeah. sounds very familiar, very much like another New Yorker who right now is in the White
1: House. Yeah, you know uh, the one thing I would say is that you know as someone who had to run for office in order to run for office, you have to raise money. Yeah. That is, I mean, look, that is the system. That that the way it is. We should change the system. We've got to find a better way to to sort of. To do that in New York City, they brought in the campaign finance system. Whether you agree, yeah, but even that is just incredibly corrupt. Yeah, and so, but the question is, is sort of you, if you need money to to run for office and to ultimately be successful, then then how do you do that? And so, what's the best way to do it? And so, I don't want to say, well, the mayor is raising money; the other elected officials aren't. Every elected official, in order to get reelected, has to raise money. I did it myself. You know, again, I think the idea here is to be as transparent as possible. Uh, and that I think is is where you know things may have gone south a bit.
0: Okay, so I'm going to go out on a limb here as far as you know what we think is going to happen. Bill De Blasio is going to win re-election, Phil. Bill De Blasio is going to win
1: re-election. And
0: what does this mean? Is he going to claim a mandate for his second term? He claimed a mandate for his first term, and but you know, remember I mean, most New Yorkers don't vote, most New York City don't, they don't come out and vote. Um, I don't think it matters. I don't. It think doesn't that you know, right? I, I, don't, guess, I don't. I agree. I mean, a win's a win.
1: A and win it doesn't a, really. And when, in New when you, York City, I, I think. Whether you had a mandate or not, you know, the mayor, certain executive powers of the mayor just allow you to do, I think, sort of to to go in the direction you want to go. Look, and I've said this before, and let me just sort of put an end to this portion of it i think the mayor has generally done a good job even with the negativity and sort of the stories the the city is generally moving in the right direction it actually
0: statistically if you look at the statistics it actually he has done a good job on many on many issues the funny thing is he doesn't come across he doesn't seem to like being a manager he doesn't seem to like running the city he has gotten very lucky with the economy being excellent in the city but he just—he does seem to rub a lot of New Yorkers the wrong way. I mean, if you go out there, a lot of people are very upset, and I'm not talking about Republicans. I'm talking about a lot of people are very upset that this mayor is going to cruise to a second term. But we're gonna—we're gonna have to, you know, we're gonna move on. There's some marquee races out there, um, and you know, I think one of the other people was mentioned—the reference trial was Westchester County Executive Ryan Bastarino. He was smart enough. Now, what we're talking about is he. Uh, Jonah Rechnitz claimed that he bribed Astorino with a Rolex watch at least Astorino managed to keep the receipt from the watch showed it and said <laughs> I paid for it myself <laughs> uh, I gotta tell you I mean it wasn't such a nice watch I, it's whether look I you know a Rolex is a Rolex Phil I mean unless it's a fake so let's put it that way but uh, it, you know might not be your style but he kept the receipt smart move I guess when you're dealing I guess he knew what he was dealing with but you know this guy seemed to be everywhere as far as that is concerned now that's a very interesting race because of course Ravastorino ran for governor once might want to run again it's it's Westchester is a is a deep blue county, I think two to one uh, registration. And George Latimer, a state senator, um you know, if he wins, that could tip the balance of power in the state Senate. Um, there's a lot of things to come on, but also the Trump effect. you know, does Trump have? That it does have some effect going forward in some of these counties that are suburban swing counties or had been swing counties, not much of a swing anymore. But Rob Astorino
1: going for a third term, can he overcome the Trump effect? Going into the general election in 2016, the presidential election, I think what both of you kind of, what both of us kind of hit on is that there was really no way to tell. It was absolutely unpredictable. You know, you saw the polls, but given sort of the rhetoric and the way the campaign was going, it was really impossible to tell. I mean, this is the first election, the first Major election outside of a few congressionals and a congressional elections that have been going on, where we it's it's near impossible to tell who is going to show up to vote. Are the Democrats uh, excited about voting? Are the Republicans excited about voting? Are the moderates excited? I don't think you and I and sort of we we follow this pretty closely. I don't have a clue. It's just it's so impossible to know. Look, I know George Latimer for a long time. We served together in Albany. Um, I've had the chance to get to know Rob. I mean, I you know, I don't have a prediction here because I really think. This can go either way. I I think Rob Astorino pulls it out. I think just overall,
0: he's had a lot more money uh, to spend. I think that the the electorate in the off years is a is much older. Um, It's not it's not going in Westchester. It's not going to be Republican. But he's proven that people when you have look the the one thing that I think that is runs goes against Rob Astorino is the fact that third terms are tough for. Everybody, people do get sick of politicians. I mean, so people, like Bloomberg, right? I mean, nobody Patrick. got sick of Phil Goldfetter, but people no. do get sick of other politicians.
1: Um, this is a—it's a, it's a so. perfect swag set. You know, this is an interesting idea. I just want to bring up, and and you may stop me, but look, campaign also in that campaign particularly, it's gotten it's gotten rather ugly. The last oh, very ugly. Weeks. I have I mean, no question. Ugly, ugly, as ugly as I've ever seen. any Yeah, campaign. I mean, the funny
0: thing, I think you know, Astorino's kind of run a good. Um, response operation. George Latimer, after the, the, after his testimony, said to, uh, said to, you know, called on Astorino to resign because he, because of this watch. The funny thing is then they immediately turned around and had a reporter ask a question, well, does that mean you're going to call on Bill de Blasio to resign? And Latimer, of course, didn't, Kind of drop that right away. So it's like you know you have to be ready for that question. That's that's <laughs> the that's the you know that's this odd thing. You know how can you not be ready for that one? But that I think we should roll into to Nassau County. Nassau County, you in my mind exactly. County. So and Nassau it. County executive Laura Curran, Democrat, versus Jack Martin's former state senator Laura Curran being a county legislator, and Nassau County has had its share of. Uh, bad politics with, or I should say, uh, nefarious, malicious, whatever politics out there. The current county executive under indictment, uh, a town supervisor under indictment. Uh, You have various uh, those on the Republican side. Uh, You have various officials on the Democratic side who have been convicted or serving in jail. The North Hempstead town chairman was had like 40 different jobs at the same time i mean just crazy amounts and you know it's it's only in nassau county where where we both know uh, very well it's a very tight race this is a super i would say tie score race type of uh and you know i think the one thing i think normally you would think at least i would normally giving all the intangibles out there would give the edge to laura Curran. i think the one thing that rob asked i'm sorry that Jack Martins has going for him is the electorate is just much more Republican in the off year. And Nassau County has only elected two are elected a Democrat twice in like the last 60 years Tom both of them being Tom Swazi. Tom Suozzi so, and
1: I, I think you know I number, agreed I think we've both seen the polls the, the literally numbers are 50-50 can go both ways you would think given sort of the negativity and, and the corruption the late, the latest corruption has been more on the Republican side but sure. again well the headline corruption has certainly been correct. on the Republican no, no, side no, I, the, the, I, the, the names that the Democratic names that exist are not
0: household names correct okay? um, Dean Skelos is a household name despite correct. the fact that he was you know, his conviction was overturned he will be retried
1: but generally in Nassau County you see more of a Republican turnout again I think we go back to the point we made before is that it's just impossible to know who's right. going to turn out but who's Trump motivated? ran
0: even in Nassau County as opposed to Westchester where he lost badly so you do have that little piece of it but it's hard to know exactly you know who are the Trump voters are they energized are they are the anti-Trump voters it's hard it's you know we, we don't you know it's a lot of like, everybody thought, perhaps, that the Democrats were going to maybe win that special election in Georgia. Like, we don't know until you actually see the
1: numbers, but right? No, we, I, I agree with you 100%. We but, could sit
0: here and talk about, you know, why it might happen, but we don't know until it actually happens.
1: And again, it's another race where over the last week or so, it's just gotten particularly ugly, right? On both sides, it's, it's just gotten particularly ugly. And I think, unfortunately, that's become sort of... A, We've taken that cue from the I'm president. I'm shocked from that the there's top. ugliness in politics. No, it's not just that. This I think it's, it's al- particularly... ugliness predated Donald Trump. No, I agree friend. with that. But the the divisiveness, the the sort of the divide, the 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 ideological divide, right? We we use like sort of you're either pro-immigration or anti-immigration, right? And and so without getting into the, the the specifics, is that we've come to there's no such thing as middle ground anymore. There's no such thing. How dare you think of coming to a compromise or working together? No, either you're with us or you're against us. I think that is what you're seeing in terms of the political stories that are coming out more and more, and it's unfortunate. Yeah, no question. I mean, this is going to be a very interesting race. Could go down to the wire. Uh,
0: two cycles ago, uh, it went to paper. I mean, ended up in court for, a, and Ed Mangano defeated Tom Swazi by 400 votes. I mean, we could see that type of thing again. I mean, I think Jack Martins will win personally, just knowing the electorate in Nassau County and knowing uh, some of the you know the numbers there. But I could see, you know, look, I yeah. could see it. My I mean, my money's I, the other way. I think I, I think sure. going to pull it out. Okay, well, I do think one thing to say, I will say that the I think the uh, the Jewish vote, and particularly the Orthodox vote in Nassau County, could have a very big impact on this race.
1: Agreed, I agreed. And by the way, if there is one thing I think people should take away, regardless of of what you and I believe or what we talk about, people need to get out and vote. Election day is next is next Tuesday. Everybody needs has a you know really has a responsibility to, to go out and vote. By the way, whoever you're going to vote for, I don't even care. Just go out and Show vote. up, absolutely. No question. Okay, to, very quickly, we're going to have to
0: go pivot to the marquee races. Well, not even so marquee. It looks like it's going to be a blowout in New Jersey. Um, and, and Kim Goddano against uh, Phil Murphy, uh, he's up by 20 points. It just shows that Chris Christie could possibly, will go down in history as the most unpopular politician ever it's
1: fascinating just i mean yeah and hey, this is grace. a guy who won the last four years ago won 60 plus percent it's it's a fascinating story and by the way and so i think most new jersey residents are kind of tuned out to it but the one thing that's in their mind is they don't want another republican i mean that's kind of the what right. i keep hearing over and over and over again they just don't want another republican you know without getting into the politics before you've even you've even campaigned i mean that's kind of where the electorate's uh, thinking is and and it's unfortunate. Look, I, I, I've actually gotten a chance to to meet Kim a couple of times. You know, I, I think she's. I don't think she's Chris Christie. No, she's not. Uh, this you know, is totally different. This is, you know, I, I, I hate to say it. I think it's going to be a landslide. The yeah, it's going gonna 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 to be a landslide. Now we got to
0: move to Virginia, which is was looking at, and then we'll close with our, our last probably favorite race, uh, which is in Virginia, we had this, what was looking like to be, or is looking like to be, the marquee race of see the Trump effect. Virginia, now a purple state. The Democrat was way ahead, um, and uh, uh, Northam, the, the lieutenant governor, and Ed Gillespie, the Republican, longtime Washington fixture, closing fast Uh, i mean that's going to be one that we're going to have to look at at the end and see what happened you know to see to see where you know what what that means for
1: 2018 i will just say by the way that is could be a bellwether state right that could be a bellwether election we'll actually all these other races we've talked about congressional over the last couple of months this is actually the first one where I think we'll get a feel for where 2018 is going to be. Absolutely. And then the city council race in Borough Park. Uh, not a
0: Democrat versus Republican. It's hard to know exactly. More of a proxy war, but probably the nastiest race that I've actually ever seen uh, between Kamen Yeager and Yoni Heikind. Uh It's just, and I watched uh, Yoni Hykend's father, Assemblyman uh, Dove Hykend, give a speech on Sunday. And I, and I know and respect Dove, but this was not a good moment for politics in general.
1: You know, and look, in this race especially, there's a lot of proxies. There's a lot of, of third parties who are involved and there's a lot of interest here but i'll say this and what offends me personally is is you never go after someone's family you never go after someone's wife you never have to go after someone's kids. kids you want to have a political debate even if a race gets ugly right there's certain things in politics that are off limits and so for whoever it is whether uh you know whether it came directly from the campaign or from another source you'd, you you know, the hiking campaign literally went after uh common Yeager's wife and, and made accusations about, about his kids, his son. And, and it's disgraceful. It is absolutely disgraceful. It should have been disavowed instantly and, and strongly. And I didn't see that. Um, and if, and, and if I didn't see it, it means it wasn't loud enough. So even if it was done, it wasn't loud enough, you know, I'm really disappointed in the hiking campaign for not getting up and, and saying that is off limits. It's, off, it's, it's over the line. And I think the other thing that I, that I heard, which I, I maybe
0: he meant to say maybe he didn't, but to go in front of an audience and say that I've got tapes and I've got videos of people in this room. I mean, I, it's, come on. I mean, it's just – I mean, where I, are you, is that is that election by, electionary by blackmail? It's just, you know, this – we've gotten to a, a real low here as far as, uh, you know – uh,
1: I, I hate to say it, but this is a little bit of a Shem week uh, for, I, for us. I, I will say this. I've gotten to know Common over the years. Common has become a great friend, and I've known him, interestingly enough, through every stage of my career. I've always dealt – Common has been a, a great guy, and we've dealt together. And so I'm wishing him well. I think he's going to pull it out. I think he's going to win by a lot. I'm excited uh, to see him in the city council. And quite frankly, this race has is, is really – you know, it's really disappointing. It's me. really been
0: a race to the gutter in a, in a lot of ways. And hopefully, hey, look, we'll have lots to talk about next week as we go and uh, analyze what happened. Uh, see you next week here on Spin Class here on the Nachum Single Network. Stay tuned for Jew in the City Speaks with Allison Josephs.